Are you ready for this? Welcome to Principles with Corey and Logan. I'm Corey. I'm Logan. And we are here to go on the journey of life and leadership growth with you. Welcome to the Principles Podcast. Corey and Logan and excited just to add value to you guys today. You got me today and we're going to be talking about eight lessons that I've learned as an entrepreneur. Uh, I don't know, many of you guys know our story that my background is actually in the physical therapy space that my wife and I are both from North Mississippi. When we got married, we moved off, we moved to uh, Alabama and then South Mississippi and then Phoenix, Arizona, and finally moved back to the Tupelo, Mississippi area. And one of our dreams during that entire time where I was working, she was in school, was to own her own physical therapy clinic. It was a dream of ours. We used to drive around and say, man, wouldn't it be so cool? Wouldn't it be cool if we owned our own physical therapy clinic? And, and you know, wouldn't it be cool, too, that if this physical therapy clinic that it didn't only do physical therapy, but we truly made an impact in the community and we offered other health and fitness and health and wellness options for people. And what if this physical therapy clinic had a gym attached to it? And it was a dream of ours for a while. We moved back to Tupelo and in a five year period of time, we built two physical therapy clinics, had four gyms, had three kids, sold all the businesses, kept all the kids. And then I transitioned into doing what I do right now, which is leadership training and development, uh, I write books, uh, do this podcast and work one on one with leaders all the time. And I was reflecting on the, that five year period of time where we had two physical therapy clinics. We had four gyms, had three small kids. And we also I don't talk about this very much. We also had a, um, a direct uh, uh, what's it? Uh, multi-level marketing business as well that was very successful. So we were very busy and I was thinking back and reflecting on that period of time and uh, just eight things just immediately came to my mind. And that's what I'm going to share in this uh, podcast is just eight lessons during my reflection time. Uh, and, and there are a lot more lessons, but these are just eight that I want to quickly share with you guys today and eight lessons as an entrepreneur uh, that I learned. And before we do that, I want to share with you, there's a, I've got an incredible opportunity for kingdom-minded leaders and entrepreneurs. I'm doing an executive retreat. We're calling it the Legacy Builders Executive Retreat. Again, this is for kingdom-minded leaders who want to get in an environment of growth, who want to impact the world and the people that they are called to, and also get in, get in an environment of other high-level high leaders, uh, high-achieving leaders who are also like-minded. One of the things when we were growing our businesses was that, uh, you know, I would read the books, I'd go to the courses, seminars, webinars, and all of that good stuff, but I didn't have a group of people, I didn't have somebody I could go to who I could ask the questions to that also understood what I was going through, uh, but that, that, that could also serve as guardrails. Um, as I wanted to grow my business, but not at the expense of my faith, my family, or my fitness. And that's what we're creating this Legacy Builders Retreat for, is for leaders and entrepreneurs to get in the room with other high-level, high-achieving leaders 
but also to be refreshed and restored. We're going to be talking about, there are going to be lessons, but some of the best things that are going to come out of that are the connections that you make. So really want to invite you to that. I'll have a link in the show notes and then description. You can click on that and you can sign up for it. It's going to be September the 21st through 23rd in Tupelo, Mississippi. So I want to jump into our teaching uh, for today. And these are eight lessons that I've learned as an entrepreneur. Number one, number one lesson that I learned was that make each person you talk to feel like they're the most important person in the room. See, many people can prop themselves up to seem interesting. But what true leaders and what real influencers, I'm not talking about social media influencers, but real influencers, they find you find that they are more interested in other people. Dale Carnegie, I think, said it best in his book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. He said, you can you can win more friends in two months by becoming interested in other people than you can in two years by trying to get other people interested in you. And the lesson is to become more interested than trying to be interesting. Try to be more interested than trying to be interesting. People can tell if you're all about yourself, if you truly care about them. One of the things we talk about in leadership is that people, the people you lead, they can tell if you are just putting up with them or if you truly care about them. So make each person you talk to feel like they're the most important person in the room. When they leave your presence, there should be something deposited into them. They should walk away with a sense of increase. It reminds me of a story I heard. I don't know where I heard this, where I read it, Uh, but there was these two gentlemen. They were vying for the prime minister of England, and this journalist, she got an opportunity to interview both of these prime minister candidates uh, on back-to-back days. She goes and has lunch with the first prime minister and, um, you know, it goes good. And she, she gets back to the office and one of her journalist friends said, hey, how'd the, how'd the interview go? And she said, man, it went really good. It was really, really good. I enjoyed it. That guy, he has to be the most smartest person, the most intellectual person that I've ever met. Well, the next day she gets to go meet the other prime minister and has lunch with him and comes back to the office and, and the guy asked, uh, journalist friend asked how it went. And she said, wow, that it was incredible. That guy, he made me feel like I was the smartest person in the room. How about that? He made her feel like she was the most smartest, the most intellectual person in the room. Lesson number two is know your vision, know where you're going, your vision, and clearly articulated. You got to know where you want to go. And I'm telling you that that is one of the greatest challenges I find in coaching other people is helping them get clear on where they want to go. Many people have a very difficult time describing their vision. And then once you have that vision, you've got to share it with your team. You got to cast that vision. And I've come to believe something that John Maxwell says is that vision is not a great uniter. It is actually a great separator vision is a great separator. It is a good thing. This is a great thing. And I remember um, we had our physical therapy clinic. We were growing and we were needing another physical therapist to come in and had this lady come in and uh, she was a physical therapist, came in for an interview and I laid out the vision for her. I told her all the awesome things we were doing in our community and how she got the opportunity to be a part of what 
we were doing it. It was going to be incredible. The impact we were making, the opportunity to work with the, the school and, and the community, and she could be a part of that. At the end of the interview, she told me that it wasn't really something she was interested in. And I remember going home to my wife and I said, how in the world? How in the world can you claim to be a physical therapist and not want to be a part of this? <laughs> How can you say you want to be a physical therapist and I want to be a part of what we are doing? And my wife, she's very wise, and she says something that was very powerful. She said, you know, Corey, not everybody wants to be a part of your vision. And that's true. And that is very good advice. You want to cast vision. When you cast vision, it will separate the people who buy into your vision from the people who are not bought into your vision. You'll find the people who are 100% with you and want to be a part of the team and desire to be a part of your vision. And you also see the ones who are simply looking for a J-O-B. So having a vision, casting that vision is actually a great thing. So get clear on your vision and share it continually. I hear, um, I think it's Dave Ramsey used to talk about how as a leader, you haven't said your vision enough. If whenever you start to say it, people start rolling their eyes and they start mouthing it with you. That's when you know you've said your vision enough. That's when people get it. Third lesson I learned is find and hire good people. Look, I understand right now, this is, this is somewhat of a difficult thing because um, talented people, right? <clears throat> I want you to understand this. Talented people are not sitting at the house just waiting on somebody to call and offer them a job. Talented people are already doing things. And if you've got a big dream, then you better have a big team. And if, if you can achieve anything that you want to achieve on your own, you're not dreaming big enough. One of the things John Maxwell talks about, too, is that you simply will never achieve a number 10 size dream with a number four size team. Right. You've got to have talent. You've got to have talent. You've got to find people who are willing and able, willing and able. I used to have a mentor. He said that to me all the time. Corey, you've got to be willing and able, willing and able. That goes to your vision and attitude. See, there are some things that I'm just not physically able to do. I'm just not physically capable of doing. And there are other things that I'm fully capable of doing, but I'm just unwilling to do it. So you got to have people who are willing and able. There's a certain skill set. If you're climbing a mountain, there's a certain skill set that, that's required at the base of the hill, but there's another skill set that's required at the top of the mountain. One more time, you simply can never achieve a number 10 size dream with a number four size team. So that was number three. Number four is make the commitment. you got to go all in on your dream. you got to. Van Gogh, he says, until one is committed, there's hesitancy, a chance to draw back. Look, it is only once you make the decision to go all in and burn the boats that you'll start to find the resources. You'll find the creativity. You'll find the people. So you can give your best but you may still be holding on to the thought of, well, you know, if this doesn't work out, I can always I could try, I can try this. And if it doesn't work out, see that that's not a fully committed heart. When we do, we're not fully committed. We're not giving our all. We're not giving all of our energy, all of our motivation, all of our creativity, all that we have. Whenever I was starting this, <clears throat> this part of our business, my business, the leadership training and development 
I found myself, I was trying to get it going and I thought I could, and I was, I was doing the best I could, but I also found myself on indeed.com quite often looking to see what was available. And I was, I was telling myself, well, you know, if this doesn't work out, I could always go back and open up another physical therapy clinic. I know how to do that. I could always go back and I was leaking energy. I was leaking energy by keeping the what if. See, I hadn't burned the boats. I hadn't cut that cord. I hadn't put the ring on the finger and committed to going all in. And I share one last story on this, this lesson because it, or on this, this comment here is that one of my mentors, he was uh, coaching a guy and uh, he was coaching this guy, highly successful entrepreneur. And, and he was trying to go for his goals. And he said, he came to him. And he said, man, I, I'm doing all the things. I'm just stuck. I feel so stuck. I'm, I'm doing everything that we've been talking about. I'm doing the task. I'm doing the habits. And I'm doing all the things necessary to reach these goals. But I feel stuck. Something is holding me back. And my mentor said he knew this guy. He knew his history of alcohol, that this guy used to have a problem with alcohol was no longer an issue, but he went and went ahead and asked him the question. He said, hey, uh, where's the booze at? And the guy responded, said, well, hey, you, I, you know, I, I, man, I'm telling you, I have not drank any alcohol at all, man. It has been years. I, I promise you, I haven't, I haven't had any alcohol. And he said, yeah, yeah, I know, I know, but where's it at? Where's it at in the house? He said, man, I, I promise you, man, I haven't drank anything, but you can come look, man. I've got it. It you know, it's in the, it's in the basement, it's covered in boxes, there's dust on it, like, you can come check and see that I haven't even touched it, and he said, but why is it even there, why is it even there, see, see, he was still holding on to, if times got tough enough, I could always go back to my bottle, I could always go back to what I was used to. See, he hadn't cut the cord. He hadn't fully dumped it out. If, if he was fully committed, then it wouldn't be in the house in the first place. We do the same thing with our dreams. We don't make the full commitment. We still hold on to, well, if this doesn't work out, I can still, or what if, make the commitment. The next, next uh, lesson I've learned is the buck stops here. Every single thing rises and falls on leadership. This is taking ownership of all things under your responsibility. And if it's in your business, if it's in your department, if it's in your area or has anything to do with whatever you lead, then it is under your responsibility, right? Whatever you lead, everything under that thing you lead is part of your responsibility. And I highly recommend reading the book, Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink and Leif Baman. They talk a good deal about that. Awesome, awesome book. Next lesson I've learned is don't compete, but create. See, wherever our focus goes, that's where our energy flows. And many people focus on what the competition is doing and what the competition isn't doing. And when we focus on the competition, what we, what we actually are doing is we're more concerned with the things outside of our own personal control. So I can't control the creativity of somebody else. I can't control what they do and can't do. And when we focus on the competition, our energy is on them and not on discovering new and better ways to serve our people. Focus your energy as a leader and entrepreneur on creating. That is the one thing inside of your control. You can't always control the outcome. But listen to me. You can control your participation in the outcome. Focus on creating. 
not the competition. Next lesson, I think this is number seven, <clears throat> is be good at what you do, but great at who you are. And I heard uh, a friend of mine, John Griffin, say this one time, and I was like, oh, man, that is so good and so true. Be good at what you do, but great at who you are. We want to focus on our inner game, being bigger on the inside than we are on the outside. I know when we were growing our business and we were trying different things, people would often say, well, you got to, you know, increase your prices. And, and some people, no, you got to decrease your prices and you should try this new marketing tactic. You should try this or try that. You should do this. You should do that. And they would shoot all over me, right? You should do this and you should do that. And what, what, what happens is what most entrepreneurs do and, and they're convinced of is trying to change something on the outside. But here's my suggestion to you is to focus on the inside. Focus on becoming the type of leader other people willfully follow because of who you are. Being bigger on the inside, that is the foundation. And if you have a secure foundation, everything else will just flow from that. But if you, you know, if you try all the, all the other things from the outside in, you may gain success, but it is temporary because your foundation is not secure. Build your foundation by being great at who you are. The last one is commit to your growth. As a leader and entrepreneur, you got to make the commitment to your own growth and development. You got to, as Beyonce says, put a ring on it, right? John Maxwell says that growth is the only guarantee that tomorrow will be better. And if you are not growing today, then you are today all you will ever be. Make the commitment that you are worth the investment. Say yes. Proverbs talks about, you know, um, wisdom is the most valuable thing. So buy it, buy it up, buy up wisdom, invest in yourself. And I'll, I'll share this one last story that I, I, I've shared many times is that uh, I was doing our son, he was in the second grade and I was doing the math homework with him. And uh, I, I was looking at his math homework and I, I remember thinking, wow, Man, they are learning in the second grade what I remember learning in high school. This is crazy. And it made me realize that, you know, growth is happening. Change is happening. And if you're not growing, you're not just standing still. You're getting left behind. See, we can grow and with growth, there will come change. But you can change and not grow. What I've found is that most people... They don't mind change, but they, they very much mind being changed, forcing to be changed. See, whenever you grow, you stay ahead of the change. You can grow and change, but you can change and not grow. My, my suggestion to you is to put a ring on your commitment to personal growth and development, your development as a leader and as an entrepreneur. And I, I shared at the beginning of this, that one such opportunity is our Legacy Builders Executive Leadership Retreat, September 21st through 23rd. Would love to have you there. Be in the room with other high-level leaders and thinkers. We'll do some masterminding around some key issues or problems or opportunities that you have. I'll be doing some teaching, but you also have conversations with other kingdom-minded leaders. That is an opportunity. Reading the books, going to courses, seminars, listening to podcasts, things like that. Doing whatever you can to commit to your own personal growth and development. So guys, I hope today has added value to you. I do. I hope uh, you've got something that you can take away to grow yourself 
to grow your team, to grow your family, to make an impact in the people you've been called to impact. You're in this world on purpose, for a purpose. You woke up this morning with a purpose. And I want to encourage you to step in to that purpose. So I hope today has added value to you. Appreciate you guys. Make sure you like and subscribe. We'd love to rate and review. If there's anything in this one that has stood out to you, we'd love for you uh, to comment. We'd love to hear some comments. Uh, but we'd love a rate and review and subscribe so you can stay up to date with the newest episodes of Principles with Corey and Logan. You guys have a great day and God bless. Thanks so much for spending your time with us today. As you go about your day, remember to ask yourself as a parent, child, sibling, business owner, customer, boss, teammate, would you recommend yourself, audit yourself, and change your life? Hey guys, and if you enjoyed this podcast, uh, take a moment, please subscribe, give us a rate and review on your listening platform. And hey, we value your feedback and it helps others find us. Are you ready for this?